Well, I think we need to start immediately, Sheila, on the escalation for World War III. And I want to make it simple for everyone to understand it. Whether they believe in the Bible, believe in God, or have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they ought to at least look at what the Bible has to say about the end times. This is not the end of the world. But in order for the Antichrist, the position of Antichrist simply means someone who the world's going to believe is the Savior of mankind. It won't be Jesus. Christ, to come on the scene, there needs to be a third world war. And out of the last five years, this, this preceded Donald Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, this is being orchestrated at the highest levels of Luciferianism. These are people, and you know, uh, Sheila, this we're not just talking about human governments. It's my contention for those who don't know what I've written about or anything. It is my contention that fallen angels, one-third of the angels of heaven, rebelled against a holy God. They were kicked out, and those are the ones who are making war against God, literally. They won't succeed, and they're going to make war against his people. In order for the Antichrist, which means in place of Jesus Christ, to come on the scene, they need a third world war. You cannot have a man of peace arise out of this uh, helter-skelter mess of uh, international meltdown relationships and financial calamities. So these people are not all human. They are non-human entities that are controlling human, uh, what would you say, willing lackeys because <laughs> they offer money and power and all the perversion they can fit into a given 24-hour period, and they're sold out to the devil. So we're thrust into right now with the whole Russia, uh, Turkey, and Iranian alliance. Iran, obviously, is called Persia. So we're seeing right now unusually events taking place. And one thing your listeners probably won't hear anyplace else, I was notified by a friend of mine in Greece and Athens yesterday that Insulik Air Force Base, or, you know, it's a military base we have in Turkey, as they're, they're evacuating that and they're taking all the nuclear weapons out of there. And you mark my words, once we're gone, Russia will take over and they will control the Bosporus. And if people don't understand what the Bosporus is, it's probably one of the seven most important waterways in the world. So by controlling the Bosporus, I mean, the classic case of pretty much Russia being able to control its southwestern flank. So as we're all on talk radio doing what we do in a given day, Sheila, these guys aren't resting. I, for one, want to draw one's attention. Donald Trump's first statement, he wanted to be friends with Russia. It was heading great. And then the deep state came out and started accusing Trump of relationships with the Russians, his family members, etc. Well, Hillary, H-E-L-L-A-R-Y Clinton, continued to basically stay in the obscure coverage of law enforcement and the highest government officials who were complicit in the corruption, the treason, the absolute surrender de facto of the United States and everything. So we're in a, we're in a very dangerous position, but it's, it's no longer the Cold War turning hot. The Cold War has become a relic of the past. And if you look at NATO, ask yourself this, Sheila, why is Britain trying to provoke Russia? Britain has zero capability to field an effective air force or, you know, they've got a couple of nuclear submarines. Marines, etc. And by the way, I'm not a Russophile, but I know BS when I see it, you know, and this is the classic setup. And the classic setup is to get the United States and Russia to go to war. Obviously, China just made the statement in the last 24 hours. They will side with the Russians. And 
I quoted this on your program years ago. I talked to a very high-ranking black op secret general that people don't even know exists, and he said, we can deal with some of the missiles. We can't deal with all the missiles. So all the technology that will destroy America was courtesy of the American Congress, the American presidents who were traitors, and even now, we will be on the receiving end. So I'm in favor of diplomacy. I say bullshit, S-H-E-E-T, okay? <laughs> that's what you cover a, a cow in a field with if it gets too cold. You put a sheet on the bull, okay? I'm sure that's offensive to somebody. But the point is, is that this is a scripted narrative designed to benefit. The only people will benefit is the Luciferians. This thing is in motion, as they say in the South. It's not fixing to happen. It's happening. Yeah. And I pray in God's timetable, it won't turn to WW3, because again, the technology advances in hypersonic missiles and supercavitation torpedoes and everything else that's out there that in, in what I would call open source and ultra black, whether it's aerial assets, space assets, uh, off-planet assets, and believe me, you know, people say, oh no, he's crazy. I'm not talking about aliens. I'm talking about the nation. We developed Star Wars back during Reagan, then supposedly the thing got defunded. Absolutely not. And now we're dealing too, and I want to give everyone, you love my new words. I want to give your listeners my new word, ELVES, E-L-V-E-S. That stands for Extinction Level Vaccine Events, okay? Wow. Extinction Level Vaccine Events. You know, if you scare the global population, Sheila, and say the only way you're going to make it out of this is by getting, you know, vaccine A, B, C, D, E, F, G, then you're going to have a lot of people taking it. And so with fear, you can control and manipulate. And I quote Colby, and I'll turn it over to you. This is a long introduction. Former director of CIA said, we'll know our efforts have been effective when everything the American people believe is a lie. Their efforts have been effective. Yeah, well said. Well, the deep state, or I guess as I call now, deep per state, they're pulling out all the stops here, Steve. Maybe they realize it's their last ditch effort to pull out all the stops because I'll tell you what, all the reactor rods are going off right now and Christians are not getting this, Steve. You know, we're out here sounding the clarion call and yet Christians are still in this cotton candy coma still. Well, yeah, and, and uh, listen, the deep state owns everything. And, uh, you know, I was praying about this, Sheila, and when people say, what does this have to do with Jesus? It has everything to do with Jesus, because he said his people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, God's people. And not because God doesn't warn, 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 but because God's people are too busy to take them seriously. So the point is, is that we're now at a time frame where denial doesn't get you anything. And I, I tell people, you know, I think I used to say dumb unto death. Now I say denial unto destruction. Yeah, yep. You're a, a radio talk show host. You know your stuff. But you also know that there's no human frustration that can account for the dumbing and numbing down of people that should care about their lives. And I want to talk about two later in the program because I think this is the order of the day. It is my contention that Satan, using technology, has been able to divorce people from reality and put them into a virtual state, and that virtual state will give them everything that they could ever imagine, and you name it, from being all wise, being anybody, and, and it gives everyone also, if you will, a projected presence. Instead of astral projecting, they use avatars, and they become something they're not. And so the devil's lie is you shall be as gods, but he's not telling them, obviously, the truth, because 
what happens when you got all these people trying to be as gods? And I think there was a classic line in one of the movies, there can only be one, you know? Yeah. And I believe that God, the Father, is the one, and Satan has tried to ascribe or exert himself amongst the heavens. So we're dealing now in a global, if you will, panorama of perversion that's perplexing the heart of God's people, and they're not understanding the spiritual nature of it. Because you know this, and when I talk about fallen angels, I want to make a delineation. And you know this, I'm a stickler on this. Giants are not Nephilim. There are people that say, well, yes, it says that, but we're talking about demons. A demon is a disembodied spirit. And Sheila, with all the talk about AI, artificial intelligence, uh, my statement is this. And I've been on record for 25 years when I wrote the book Genetic Armageddon, I don't know how many years ago, but that the day would come when devices would become possessed by evil spirits. So if you take God said, let there be light, then everything is, uh, is created out of light. But when something rebels or does that which is against God, for instance, we hear of light matter and dark matter. My question before the Lord, and I just jotted this down as you and I would be talking on your show today, does dark matter exist because light matter changed and by uh, an act of volition, and look, I don't even know how to define this outside of saying this, there obviously is a night and a day. There obviously is a right and a wrong. And God sets the standards, not men. Men are trying to rewrite their standards, but we come to this point now where there's total lawlessness on the planet. And I want to make a claim today, you know, that people listen to me on talk radio 20 plus years ago, I think 25 years ago, I I made the statement, I'm not anti-Catholic, but when that guy in the Vatican, okay, the entity made the statement, there is no hell. It's interesting because look at the dichotomy. He said all roads lead to heaven and everybody goes to heaven, but there's no hell. And that when you die, you basically just evaporate. That's called nihilism. So the thing is, is that what we're seeing is the division coming in the Catholic Church that will turn to open warfare. Now, that's not something you're going to hear any day of the week on talk radio, ladies and gentlemen. I always salute you, Sheila. You've got the boldness to do what you need to do, and, you know, you, you let the chips lie where they may. Unfortunately, can you imagine? Here's, here's why I'm frustrated even right now. How do you get people to look beyond the contemporary event of even the last five minutes on whatever they're looking at on the uh, Internet and not understand that, uh, I don't know how many electrons are in the average push of a, a computer key, but Russia has initiated their dead hand computer program. Dead hand computer program of all their missiles, all their nuclear weapons, is something that if their command, control, and communication gets taken out, all of their weapons fire independently based on pre-assigned targets. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, absolutely. So, so you are, so I'm not making this up. So when Russia says, look, we're launching our nuclear-powered ICBMs, okay, we're launching our new Satan II, isn't it interesting the names these people choose for these things? <laughs> This whole thing, and I'll go, I'll jump into this. This whole situation with the Russian and his daughter being killed, that is not a Nova shock. I wrote the book when, when the first reference came out, I forget what it was, Breathe No Evil. I think it's one of the oldest books I've ever written. I'm the one that took the, and I'm not saying whoopee, I'm just saying I know what I'm talking about. Nova shock means newcomer. When I heard that they were blaming this on Nova shock, and it was basically a binary chemical weapon that 
Russia devised, I knew it was totally a fake and a false narrative, okay? It was not that. There are so much easier ways. And, you know, even though the formula now for Novichok is made known, obviously the Cox Commission, other commissions in Congress and everything, A-L-I-B-E-K, and he came forth and told everybody what was going on with the Russian biological and chemical weapons development. Guess what? To a large extent, we just went, oh, well. So now what I'm saying, Sheila, is the play is in motion. The whole thing is unfolding. And if you notice this, remember the formula. I think I taught you this and you've referred to it. So identify, vilify, nullify, destroy. India Victor November Delta in play. By the way, that's not a code. I'm just saying it. From that. It's, I do that one time and somebody said, Quail sent a code. I'll send you a real code. You're really in trouble if you don't start making this a matter of prayer and asking not what would Jesus do, but I think it should be what would Jesus have me do, okay? Bingo. And it's interesting. The righteous are as bold as lions. Hey, a lion is not a kitten, and there's too many kittens that have lost their mittens and don't know how to fight. There, I just reinvented a, a nursery, right? or something. But the thing is, is that we're at a crucial point going back to the headlines of the day and that, that what were there, 200 news reports that read the identical script? Six major Illuminati corporations control all the news. The reason why they're coming down on alternative news is because we're breaking their control of the masses. And I believe that's God's goodness, his mercy, his period of repentance that he's granting to the people, saying, look, God says his people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. He's stripping the veil that has hidden the hand of darkness. He's showing people the truth, but you know what? You know the answer to this. Probably 95% of major ministries won't even talk about this, because if they did, their people might get prepared, and if their people got prepared, that'd be less money for Miller time or whatever time. Now, I have no issues with people who genuinely serve the Lord Jesus Christ and are out-saving souls, you know, but I'm telling you this. I'd rather meet with Jesus on a hillside and hear the Sermon on the Mount than this is your best year now. That's a lie, by the way. Everything that pleases the flesh comes from the pit of hell. Jesus said, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And guess what modern modern media says? Embellish yourself. And now what do you have? You've got me, 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 my, my, my. So this idolatry, what would be better than an iPhone for idolatry, okay? And so we're, we're accelerating. So I know I'm talking fast, Sheila. We've got so much to cover. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm still laughing about the kittens have lost their mittens, or as you say, Steve, the meow men have lost their boxing gloves. There you go. go <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't resist. You set me up for this. I doubt they need to wear, wear boxers anymore. <laughs> they probably are going to male lingerie. That is so crass. That How could you as a Christian speak that? I'll tell you this. There's a Bible verse for it. It got literally in the Old Testament. Now, I understand the new is different, but if you were wounded in the stones, that means you were emasculated, you couldn't enter into the congregation of the Lord, okay? Meaning, you know, at that point, you couldn't enter in the tent in the wilderness, tabernacle. So the idea is simply that the Islamic clerics and mullahs have made this statement. The West has lost its ability to procreate. The West, actually left West, has lost their ability. They and, and they were actually saying it. You've lost your manhood. You can't reproduce. Our women's wombs will give us the ultimate victory. 
Yeah, men in general. I mean, they're emasculated. They're feminized. They they've lost their testicular fortitude. You you've talked about the these pulpiteers won't stand up for the truth. And look around. The reactor rods are going off at the same time. We're smack dab in the middle of Timothy two. Men shall be lovers of themselves, covetous, boasters, proud, haughty. You look at the lawlessness, the perversion. Young kids now, if they're not snorting condoms, gee, sorry to be grosser, eating tiny pods saying, you know, give up your guns, acquiesce, shall not infringe, end of topic, not open for discussion, David, if Hitler had a daughter, hog, not negotiable, disarmament, Steve, always proceeds, mass death, let's take a history lesson from Hitler, Stalin, Chairman Mao, Idi Amin, why do they want to take our guns, Steve, because you won't get in the boxcar willingly, and it's kind of like what Ted Nugent said on my show a couple weeks ago, you try to take our guns, will use them on you. Well, yeah, and I, I'm with Ted Nugent, okay? And what's fascinating to me, Sheila, is this. There is no uh, history of gun confiscation that does not result in genocide in nations. Now, someone say, well, what about Australia? I said Australia is yet to see that hand played out. Yeah. Because the Australians as a population, they're wonderful people, by the way. I'm not, this has nothing to do with the population of Australia but as the people. But they're disarmed. And look who is to their north, China. I'm a little bit more saying this. Yes, I always want you to remember, you want my guns? Think of only two words, front sight, <laughs> and then add two more words. Want it? Come and get it. That's not a tough statement. And I just put up, I think I put up one of my Q notes or statements. I said, isn't it interesting that all these hypocritical leftist scum-sucking pigs, how's that, want to take our guns away, and yet there's not been one raid on any of the terrorist strongholds that the FBI knows about in this country? I'm talking about trained terrorists taking place. Did you notice, too, that on all of the gun talk, everybody who's ever talking about it is surrounded by armed guards? Yeah. Can I say this? The left can only exist because the very thing they want to take away from us is the only thing that keeps them safe. So they will destroy. And and even the book of Daniel says that they're going to destroy, and they're going to destroy marvelously. So here it is. It's a matter of life and death. Can I say it? This is no longer just an argument for the Second Amendment. This is an argument for your life. And I noticed I put up a story today. It's really good. It's on my website, stevequail.com. I don't know if you read it yet, Sheila, but it is talking about the importance of firearms and how much, you know, when when David Hogg and you got all of these national corporations boycotting guns, gun manufacturers and everything, the thing that people have got to understand is we have the power of boycott. The NRA has to say, as of this day, all NRA members fly a different airline than Delta or take a different rental car or, you know, do that. And then people who listen to you, me and others, look, they do it to us, but see, they're trying to destroy our channel to basically revenue stream it. And I got to tell you something, with the few exceptions, you know, I know there are people out there with great wealth, I mean, billionaires, but I'm saying, look, your kids, grandkids, you've got to start standing up. I don't know how many lawsuits, you know, that Alex, I think he said on the radio, he's fighting four or five. But remember this, and here's everything that I can say in one statement based on God's word, the Holy Bible.
Bible is that the devil will wear out the saints, okay? And that's a tough thing, but you grind, you grind, you grind. You're seeing that happening. And, and I, wish the, I wish the quote, at least knowledgeable Christians, would stand up, you know, would stand up. Uh, Tim Alberino, he's never had a strike. YouTube pulled him off, you know, almost a year ago and permanently banned him. Wouldn't tell him why, and he had no strikes, okay? No strikes. So the thing is, is that, look, all our days are numbered on, on this, but the best thing about it is, my days on the internet may be numbered, but my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life Amen. because the Bible tells me that. And I think most people, you know, I get the story about, well, I hope I'm not on the government's list. Well, you are. You are. If you're a Christian, you're on it. If you're a gun owner, you're on it. If you're a conservative, you're on it. Remember the MIAC report? Ladies and gentlemen, there are 9 million people scheduled to be murdered in the first 30 days of when this thing kicks into the Illuminati, well, I can't say that word, but planned destruction of all their enemies. Well, that's right. It is an all-out, fervent war on Christianity. And look who's giving us gun advice. That's what I get a kick out of. We're going to get gun advice from the likes of Rosie, I can't wait to have a snack O'Donnell? Or how about the bloated carcass Rob Reiner? Meathead is going to give us advice on guns. Or Michael Moore, Mr. Personal Hygiene is Optional. These insufferable, degenerate windbags have something to say about how we are going to protect ourselves or how we live our lives. And it's really good, this whole Hollywood celebrity hireling ilk fest can stop their little rape fest extravaganza long enough to tell us how we should not be able to defend ourselves. Really? Tony and John's spirit cooking Pizzagate Podesta? Oh, and by the way, Pizzagate, that's not going away. And if the Benghazi witch is listening, either is Benghazi. But back to the gun issue, even Rand Paul had to, to school those Jezebelic devils on the view. They should call it the devil's view is what they should call it. But they were just vociferous anathematizing conservative gun owners. Rand Paul had to say, hey, look, Whoopi, you know, this isn't about hunting. The Second Amendment is not in case the deer turn against us, Whoopi. No, no, here's the deal. It's never been a question of hunting. The Supreme Court, in their ruling, what was it, the Heller decision, said that there's no differentiation between weapons. I'm paraphrasing it, okay? We have the right to that. And this is why it's so problematic for the liberal left. They live in a virtual world. See, they have been hidden away, if you will. You know, give them a sucker, give them a sandbox, give them a place to eat, <laughs> give them a place to defecate, or wait, maybe they just do it in a sandbox. But we've allowed the narrative to get into their hands, Sheila. By the way, I think Melania Trump is one of the most brilliant, beautiful, you know, I think she speaks, what, seven or eight languages? Yeah. A woman of class. She's elegant. She's very brilliant, you know. She radiates life. Now, that can't be said about the, um, uh, I don't, I, I got to really watch my mouth. Help me, Lord. About those who criticize her from the left. You know it's illegal to call him a woman, okay, because you might gender offend. And so you have to refer to it as something, I don't know what the new universal term is, but insanity rules America. The rest of the world, and I went on your show two years ago, remember we were talking about the verse in Jeremiah, where God said he would make the nations that rebel against him a hissing in the nostrils of the nations around them. We'd become a hissing, you know? And he, I read a wonderful editorial by a Russian living in the United States, you know? And she said, we used to want to be everything you were 
were because we saw what we were, and now we see what you've become, and we no longer know you as that which we used to want to be. What a great way to say it. What a great way to say it. And in my position, let me share something that I believe that the, and, and listen, I'm going to be called a, a, an apologist for this or that. I was warning everybody about the uranium deal and also the high-tech transfer to uh, both Russia and China 20 years ago. For the record, I, I took uh, Sam Cohen, the inventor of the neutron bomb, you know, brilliant man, he's passed away now, and he went into great detail about how George Bush Sr. gave the Chinese the neutron bomb plans. Yeah. And he, he wept on the air, Sheila, because he said that was our weapon. You could take out an enemy, but you wouldn't have to destroy everything in its path. It's not a, it's not a uh, fission weapon. It's not even a fusion weapon. It's more of a neutron bombardment. Only killed, you know, that's bad enough. But he said on my show, and there are people that have that tape, that he was there when it happened. Well, then Bill Clinton and Laurel Corporation. And then you've got all the deaths associated with this. And, and even, even the cover of first degree and second degree murder goes on night and day in this country. And yet the narrative of Russia interfering with the political process of the United States. Now, I did tell you that I got an email yesterday from a gentleman in Greece, my friend George, and he said, listen, Inserlik in Turkey is moving all the nuclear weapons out of there. And he, he indicated to me that we're going to be leaving there. And that's when the Russians take over it. But what's problematic to people is the face of the Middle East, the face of Africa, everything is changing. As the face of the world changes geopolitically, strategically, and militarily, the disgrace of the United States escalates daily. The face of the world is changing, you know, geopolitically, spiritually, militarily. The disgrace of America is multiplying exponentially. We have become a hissing. I'm going to look that up while you talk. Oh, I think it's Jeremiah 19, but Listen, I mean, they say, oh, it's the last bastion of freedom. I said, no, it's not. It's a first and an only, and it is exhausting. Well, yeah, but here's the deal, that they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. You know, I, I probably the, and, and I, oh, thank the living God for this, you know. It's, I remember when, and I've said this on your show, and it hit uh, David Langford the same way I think it hit you, when the Lord said to me, he said, Steve, I hear my people, but do they hear me? Mm. Now, that's a good statement. Then the quote that was, you know, I guess was just so profound was simply this. How many of my people take my words seriously that if they don't confess me before men, I won't confess them before the Father? Now, when I said that, I went, oh, boy, that's powerful. But if you think about it, when you look at uh, the martyrs, the witnesses for Jesus, anybody who's willing to die for what they believe, yet the Christians aren't willing to live for what they believe. And by the way, I got a new word for you, Sheila. I'd always, I'd always like to have it. Okay, we've got idolatry. Now we have iphonetry. Okay, the iPhone uh, technological implementation of me, myself, and I, or mirror, mirror on the wall, you don't matter at all. Now I've got my iPhone, and I'm prone to vanity, so I don't need you or any sanity. There you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the 
vaccine issue, the pandemics, the epidemics, the globalist statements on how they're going to get rid of everybody, the Deagle report. By the way, you know, they've gone into great expense to tell who they're not. And if you just start doing your basic homework and bring it down to the Georgia Guidestones, this is where we're at. They want the world's population down to 500 million. But even beyond that, Sheila, the transhumanism issue is the most important in the world. I'll say this because the devil wants every last, if you will, uh, beneficiary of God's creative genius and masterpiece destroyed so that Jesus said, if the Lord himself did not shorten the days, for the elect's sake, there'd be no flesh left alive. Do you know how hard it is to get people to understand that simple equation? If you are a human being, they are working overtime through your food additives, through your water additives, through the chemtrails, geoengineering, through the electronic manipulation. 4G is bad enough, but 5G will be the electronic snare net control. And you saw where, what, 3,100 employees today, and by the way, for the record, ladies and gentlemen, this is, what, April 5th, uh, of Google are saying, look, we don't want you involved in the AI, you know, artificial intelligence. Let me say this again. Sheila, if everybody would get this one point, I would feel like I was a success before the Lord. There is nothing artificial intelligence that can be manufactured by just putting silicon on a chip, putting it into a synthetic skin, juicing it with some electricity. That's not where the intelligence will come from. A demon is a disembodied spirit. Even the Greek word daemon, D-A-E-M-O-N, or daimonisimai, which means under the influence of demons. We're talking about something that's extrasensory, beyond the senses, preternatural, that will literally take control of that device. So what's important to me, I, I read a funny story. I got another word for you. Meet Norman, the darkest, most disturbed AI the world has ever seen. Now, this was done as a spoof, okay? But they're giving to people that don't know what a Rorschach test is. Some people say ink, you know, ink blot test that supposedly uh, psychologists, psychoanalysts, and psychiatrists can tell what you're thinking and what your subconscious is thinking by what you see in stuff that looks like splattered ink on paper. Well, they exposed Norman. This is an MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology experiment. I, I got to read this to you because this is why it's so critical for people to understand transhumanism, AI, the hybrid age. And by the way, Branson, which, you know, Sheila will be at, uh, Branson in Missouri on September 14th through the 16th, I mean, we're filling up fast. And, you know, I got yelled at, Sheila, two months before uh, September, so that would have been about July. People started yelling at me because they had to be on a waiting list. Well, because there's other events taking place in Branson, Missouri, they've got to get on board. And yeah. so you can go to Gen6, G-E-N-S-I-X dot com forward slash conference. And I got to tell you, people were so mad because they couldn't get in. So, uh, you know, please, ladies and gentlemen, Take advantage of this. We've got some of the best speakers, you know, coming in. Uh, Hugo Deguerras, the Artelec War. David Knight from InfoWars is going to be there. Timothy Alvarino is going to be there. Tom Horn is going to be there. Sharon uh, Gilbert's going to be speaking on molecular biology. I'm going to be speaking on demon-possessed machines. But, Sheila, do you know the very first robot in history was basically created by the gods with an artificial life force called Icor? Yeah. 
and it was Talos, T-A-L-O-S, okay? But notice it was a fallen angel because all of the, whether you're dealing with the Titans or the Olympians in Greek mythology, it's either the fallen angels and or their offspring. And isn't it interesting? You can't get away from robotics without going back to that. It's going to be pretty amazing. I'm still shocked last year when you said to that audience, how many of you have left your church and every hand in that like, what was there, 4,000 people or whatever it was, doesn't matter. They shot up their hand. I was floored, and I thought, listen, this year's theme is about the very subject. I mean, you've got the first robot citizen, Sophia, which is really interesting because they named her after Gaia, Diana, Maya, the original great goddess feminist, and, you know, joking on Jimmy Kimmel, oh, haha, I'm going to kill all humans. Oh, that's really funny. Let's all have a laugh. It's crickets chirping. Nobody bats an eye when we see, you know, Sophia walking around giggling, and now it's sex bots, nanobots. I mean, Steve, it's... Well, yeah, and and, and let me give you new words, psychobots, okay? (laughs) And it's really important that people understand that if you... Look, there are a lot of scientists who are brilliant, but they're demon-possessed. So what makes people think that the demon-possessed scientist isn't going to have, if you will, that power or presence behind him when he's writing software? And what happens, like, you know, I think it was it Alexa that started laughing and carrying on, and they had to shut that down? Also, Google had, uh, I think it was Google, wasn't it, where they had two robots developing their own language outside the parameters of their own design configuration? I don't think people, can I say, Sheila, can you say it better than I can? How do I tell people? people that robots will become demon-possessed. And, you know, I, 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 listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm at this a long time, 40-plus years, but, and cannabots. A cannabot was a cannibal robot. The military already has them, or they've announced them, they've developed them, so in essence, you don't have to worry about burying the battlefield dead. You just send the robot out, he's got a little fusion chamber, like a tank, he eats what is, produces the, uh, you know, soylent steel or soylent white to energy and goes on with his killing. I mean, this stuff is not crazy, you know? And and so please, ladies and gentlemen, ponder coming to uh, Branson if you can get there because it's going to be a, it's intense, but the people that go to them, these are not like everybody else's. Listen, I'm not putting down anybody's anything. God bless everybody that has any conference. But the timing that God gives us the theme on is so critical. When Francis Fukuyama, one of the greatest thinkers of our day, not Christian, made the statement that of everything that scares him and terrifies him, there's nothing more terrifying than transhumanism. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the argument, and at the end of this show, hey, that's what matters. Everything and everyone who's in the elite Luciferian control, if you will, broadcast field, they knowingly or unknowingly, they're working against your demise, your children's demise, your grandchildren. In other words, they are trying to wipe out the heritage of the Lord because the Word of God says that children are a heritage to the Lord. And i got to tell you something. When I hear, you want to know to send me into orbit faster than any of Musk's rockets? When I hear somebody who's a, quote, claimant to Christianity say, well, I don't care. I'm going to be gone. I said, so you're damning your children to an uncertain future? You don't give a damn about your children? Because these entities only have one thing in, in mind. That is to damn. And I'm using that not in the sense of taking the name of the Lord in vain, but eternal separation from God. And so, Sheila, what we have is an abdication of responsibility. What we have is 
an abdication of authority. What we have is an abdication of anointing. What we have is an abdication of the Holy Spirit and his giftings. Man shall not live by bread alone. Neither does the wisdom of men account for much. God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. But God, how do I say this, surrendered few or surrendered many are those who will make a difference. They don't mind, you know, they want to get into this gun debate, Steve, but they don't mind if you butcher, you know, the baby butchers over there at Planned Parenthood. Guns don't kill children. Planned Parenthood does, Steve. And that's the thing. You've got these, you know, these obsessive demoniacs that are running around with their blood sacrifice, the Aleister Crowleys of the world. That's exactly what they wanted, these little fetuses. I mean, the Peter Thiel, owner of PayPal, is a blood-drinking cannibal. This is not sci-fi, Steve. And how do you get the church to understand that this... And I'm just going to share this with you. We've got to get away from identifying individuals to identify the motion, the movement, and the power behind whoever, okay? And that's why when you focus on... Hillary, or you focus on anybody else, okay, you, you, we, I'm sorry, we, I've done it, we miss the point. It is the root of evil that the Christians are being sucked in to an argument. It, you know, basically, it's like windmills, you know. The, a billionaire doesn't care if you call them names. But what happens is when you cut off the life force or the death force or the dark matter, then that's, what, that's when the, you know, whatever, the S-H-E, E.T. hits the bowl, okay? <laughs> I'm using the laundry term. You know, I got to get people to recognize we're not on the radio just because we got to fill an hour. We're on the radio because God has granted us the grace to have this short period of time known to him to try and plead with those who have ears to hear, to try and provoke those to think. When I talked about sex spots 20-some years ago, well, you know, gee, I didn't have as many critics then, but they couldn't handle that. Okay. When I talked about ethnic-specific bioweapons, which I wrote about, which I talked about, yeah. When you're on that radio for nine thousand hours, people say, "I remember when you did that," you know. But the point that I'm trying to make right now is, we are so far beyond all of that, which has already happened, that we're into the future. And people, listen to this: you can't deal with the future unless you can basically conquer the now. And God's people are absolutely being hit by a freight train, and there are even Christians who are embracing transhumanism by believing a lie and an accusation against the holy God of heaven, claiming God didn't do a good enough job, or God just gave it to us to make his creation better. You know, I can tell you this, I can't get into heaven fast enough outside of, you know, when the Lord takes me, but if I could, I'd have already shot beyond the furthest reach of the galaxy on that one, that they have no understanding of the Lord, they have no understanding of his majesty, his greatness. He is that he is. And the thing is, is that, you know, everybody's believing a lie that, hey, I got a real deal for you. I got the, the best robot, man or female. And now they're, you know this, they're going into sex bots that are animals. They're going to sex bots that are children. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. This is a movement to destroy everything. Jesus help me to articulate. It's underway. It is a project of Satan and hell itself to destroy everything that God created that was beautiful.
beautiful, good, redemptive, holy, and that would benefit his creation, not destroy it. Everything that's on the other side, and I could care less about the talk radio show hosts. Boy, they got some statements that if people held them to their statements, they should be under investigation. But you see, because people want to worship heroes and not worship God, they give credibility to people that are basically nothing more than ants being flushed down a urinal. There you go. That's tactful. (laughs) Tactful. Well, it's Satan's secret sauce, really. The AI, the sex bots, the the, the immorality at an all-time high. And I think this is really important, Steve, because, you know, we look at the way we've expunged God, they've kicked God to the curb out of every area of life, schools, workplace, media, our, our nation. It's been generations in the making, and it's always, you know, acquiesced to this demonic agenda behind this facade of, oh, it's normal. You know, it's normal to have trannies reading to kids and Jesus being a queer, and no one bats an eye, sweet Jesus ice cream, that's okay, that hellhole Toronto is matched up with the barf bag California, the Republic of California got boatloads of people coming over there. But when God takes his hand off a nation, Steve, I mean, it is very apparent that we've got to get back people. What does it say there? If my people, he's not talking about the pagans and the Satanists, Steve, if my people will do something, then I'll do something. There is contingencies throughout the Bible. It is a spiritual battle. As you always say, there's no political solution for a spiritual problem. People have to get their let out. Spiritual warfare, the prayer, prayer closets, people have got to get back to this, Steve. I want to read, go down the lines because, you know, this was, this was a great thing. Tom Horn posted this on his website, and 15 prophetic signs of Jesus' imminent return, and it's by Dave Williams. I always, I always, by the grace of God, give attribution, if I know who it is. The world's focus would be on the Middle East. Russia would begin to align with key Muslim nations. Israel would be surrounded by those bent on its annihilation. Anti-Semitism would dramatically escalate. Religious deception would be rampant. Political chaos would increase, and the political style with plausible solutions would rise up. Extreme famines would occur in different parts of the world. There would be wars and rumors of wars, especially relative to the Middle East and Israel. Epidemics and pandemics would spread. Earthquakes and natural disasters would escalate in frequency and intensity. Technology would advance in astonishing ways. Terrorism would jump to the forefront. There would be an abnormal emphasis on sex and materialism, and morality would be twisted. Betrayals, here's one. Multiplying family members and resistance to God's messages would be prevalent. A genuine Holy Spirit-led revival would emerge as a remnant of godly believers focused on the Lord Jesus Christ and His power. I believe in a powerful, if you will, unseen in history move of the Holy Ghost, but unfortunately it will be during this, so for the Christians experiencing God's power and presence, it'll be the best of times. For Christians who won't take that power and presence seriously, they will be at the mercy of those who want to kill them. And, and, you know, what is problematic to people is everybody's got a definition of who the other people that they believe should be Christians. But the most of the, the critical people I've seen, Sheila, never have won anybody, not one single individual to the Lord Jesus Christ. To my knowledge, I don't know that they've ever fed one hungry mouth or clothed anybody that's naked. I don't think that we get the seriousness of what we do. So I want to recommend a book by Tom Horn, skywatchtv.com. It's Blood on the Altar. Yep. Sheila, when Tom wrote that, I think that is a must-read because we're going 
going to be at war. We're going to be at war. And as I said, when Jesus spoke to me, now, why do I say this? I get it. You pompous ass that people tell me, or they use the F word and then add other words. But the point is, is that where were they 20 years ago? As a matter of fact, where were you two years ago? And how many people have you turned from wickedness to righteousness? And you know what the answer is? Another F Y. Okay. But the point being is, is that they cannot handle the truth. So I had one guy who, ex-Marine, or I guess there's no such thing, read me the riot act. If he could have used any more words after F, and he's a Christian, okay, and he said, don't judge me. Well, I'm the last guy going to judge him. But his own conscience damned him. So here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Take what you've heard today and take the Lord in prayer. But before you dismiss me because I'm crazy or whatever scorn, ridicule, lies, uh, character assassinations that are out there against Sheila, out there against me, Doug Hagman, Alex, you know, go down the list. We have been placed in a position to try and tell you, first and foremost, the one most important thing in the world and in eternity. That's number one, Jesus loves you. Number two, if you're bought by the blood of the Lamb, if you're of your sins, that he'll never leave you nor forsake you, and he's with you even to the end of the age. So, Sheila, I know a lot of crap, and sorry for the word, but crap just means everything that's out there that's wicked and horrible, and the headlines just regurgitate it. But I know Jesus, and I know this, that he said to me, though my sins be as scarlet, he'd make me as white as snow. And I'm not what I would like to be. I certainly wish I weren't some of the things I am, but I know this. All I can do is throw myself on the mercy of God and say, Lord, I'm your handiwork, and I'm through trying to chisel on myself or make me something I'm not. I just want to be who you want me to be. And if everybody worry about doing what God's called them to do, they wouldn't be minding everybody else's business, and there'd be less blood on the altar. Well, amen. Come, the coming war, Christian versus Christian. Listen, somebody said the other day, Sheila, God separating the sheep from the goats. I said, uh, God separating the sheep from the sheep, Steve. You know, guys out there doing a 10-part series on another Christian, the bashing, the discord, the sowing of discord. God hates it. It's time for Christians to unite on, you know, I mean, we don't, uh, there's some things that aren't not a salvation issue, Steve, but the point is, a lot of people have left their churches. People are waking up, Steve. True Legends of Conference is going to be the place to be. It's in Branson, Missouri, September 14th. Get your tickets now before they sell out, folks. Transhuman in the hybrid age. Steve, there has never been a more important topic. And as you said so eloquently in your book, Xenogenesis, we're changing men into monsters. It is time that the body of Christ rose up, Steve, because I'm going to tell you what, let the pastors preach that this coming Sunday, that it is time for us to to buck this transhuman. This is the mark of the beast. But kumbaya, let's join hands. Let's have a group hug. You know, it is time for Christians to really come against this antichrist ungodly situation and I'm telling you that is going to be that you you guys complain to me all the time I don't have a church I don't have any friends in my area go make some new friends in the body of Christ the church is the body of Christ get out to this meet some incredible people see the amazing Steve Quell Tom Horn again it's going to be David Knight Hugo Aguera such a great lineup there has never been a, a you know get your tickets before they sell out so you don't have to rip Steve a new one <laughs> yeah, and, and also, Sheila, both Tim Alberino and I will have our new books uh, there. And I'll tell you what, I think that when people see Tim's book, they're going to be amazed, okay? My new book's going to deal with this, and I'm going to probably put it up so people can get a title for it. But they're going to be, it's something, it's a culmination in mine. I think it'll be three, 400 pages. I think it's God's grace.
graciousness to let me start at the beginning of, I think, where it started to take, destroy all mankind and bring it to the ultimate point. So I'll be dealing with spiritual robots, but as I always do, I'll be dealing with stuff that, quite candidly, most people haven't even embraced yet. Uh, That's what my calling is. And I know that there are guys who claim to be watchmen, always saying, I'm not one. Hey, all I'm trying to do is talk about Jesus. And the Bible says, if Jesus be lifted up, the Spirit of the living God will draw all men unto him, you know? Some of these guys are going to get to heaven thinking, boy, I fought all those people in your name, and Jesus is going to say to them, who have no fruit, no love, no care for anybody but themselves, depart from me, ye who work lawlessness. I never knew you. Wow, isn't that a sobering, very sobering. Steve, one more time, give out your website on how folks can pick up tickets to I think is going to be the family reunion of the year. It will be stevequail.com, S-T-E-V-E-Q-U-A-Y-L-E.com. If you go right to that page, you go down to the True Legends Conference. It's underneath the big Q. And for the record, Sheila, I'm not Q Anonymous, you know. I thought that was, (laughs) people ask me that. I am not, you know. You go on the True Legends Conference, and it'll take you to our website there where you can order your tickets and stuff called Gen6, G-E-N-S-I-X.com. And you'll see the story, the speakers, etc. So I think everybody should uh, take advantage of this because it will, obviously it's going to be video recorded, but it's going to be, I think, the battle preparation for the coming year. And I think the revelations coming are going to take most people's breath away and it's going to melt their minds. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, David Langford's going to be there. So, you know, wouldn't it Yeah, David Langford is going to be, you know, bringing the word of the Lord like he did last time. And listen, this stuff is heavy. And, you know, we have one, and we're negotiating with someone, a very, you know, well-known speaker to see if he can come in. By the way, you know, not all these people are Christians. I want people to understand this. God is calling us to reach the world. God's not asking us to sit down and have tea and crumpets and talk about, you know, what went on in the fellowship last week. We gotta go out. We're the salt of the earth, and quite candidly, I, I I'm gonna do everything I can. Well, I'm here on earth, obviously contrary to those who wish I weren't, to you know proclaim Jesus because there is no other name given under heaven by which a man can be saved. None, and Jesus is the King of Glory. Well, we can't end on a better note than that, Steve. Thank you for your time and coming on the program today. God bless you. Thank you, Sheila.